The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Fantasy Football Week 16. This is the finals for a lot of you out there. I know some people play formats that you go the full 17 weeks, and we will be back in week 17 to be talking about that as well. Uh, you're listening to Sean on the Fantasy Football Almanac Show. Unfortunately, David is out. Um, he's still out sick. He's uh, dealing with some health issues and all that stuff. Hopefully, we'll have him back next week. He's not feeling great, everybody, but uh, hopefully, we'll have him back very, very shortly. Um, so we're just going to go through the starts and the sits for this week um, and you know, make our picks against the spread as we always do. I'll uh, use the... Um, the, the score of my computer printouts, my computer analytics, the projected score to also make the picks um, so that we have a little bit of variance between just my opinion. So let's just go ahead and start with the first game of the week. We got the Minnesota Vikings versus the New Orleans Saints. Minnesota, look, you know, losing that to Chicago, that's it for them. Obviously, they're sunk. Uh, I think they're a pretty good team, don't get me wrong, um, but, uh, you know, it just didn't work out. The... Uh, you know, the, the combination of losing a bunch of players in the offseason on that defensive side of the ball, you knew there was going to be uh, some continuity issues there. You knew it was going to be a little bit of a rough start. It was just too rough of a start for them. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, you got to like what you saw out of them against Kansas City Chiefs. I thought the defense played pretty well, but what can you do? Let's talk about the fantasy football starts and sits. Um, even though New Orleans has a great defense, I do like Kirk Cousins. I do like Dalvin Cook. Um, obviously, you got to like both Thielen and Jefferson. Jefferson specifically, I think, in uh, PP leagues. Unfortunately, um, um, Kirk Cousins just bypasses him in the red zone time after time. It's like, uh, you know, he doesn't get good targets in the red zone. He, Kirk, Kirk Cousins would rather shoehorn a ball in to um, to Adam Thielen than, uh, than hit an open uh, Jefferson. That's just how I how I see it and what I've been noticing in the games. Um, Irv Smith is a borderline start this week, but I think he can do better. On the New Orleans side, Drew Brees is a start. Kamara is a start. If uh, I'm sorry, Michael Thomas is now on the IR, so that means uh, Emmanuel Sanders would be a start. And I think uh, Jared Cook is a better start than, um, than uh, Irv Smith would be. However, I still think he can do better on the waiver wire. So the line here is Minnesota plus seven. I have this score projected at uh, actually 22. The computer projections are Minnesota 22, New Orleans 29. I personally thought this would be a push as well. I would have put the line at New Orleans minus seven and a half. Um, so for me, it's a push. I would stay away from it. My computers would stay away from it as well. Uh, but if I'm going to make a pick here, I'll say that uh, New Orleans, now that Minnesota's out of the playoffs, I think New Orleans um, will go ahead and cover this spread, uh, but you know, honestly, I wouldn't put my money on it. Okay, so we got the next game on the list. We got the Atlanta Falcons versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, two teams obviously going in different directions. I think at this point, Atlanta will definitely be getting rid of uh, Raheem Morris. I think there was a danger there if they went on a run that they would uh, try to keep. You know, since they're fairly well built offensively, keep the same coaching staff. But I think Raheem Morris hasn't done enough to keep that job, which is a good thing. I think if you're a Falcons fan, fantasy football wise. No Matt Ryan. Um, the running back there in Atlanta, you know, Brian Hill, I think you can make an argument for, but I'd stay away probably from everything. Wide receivers, I like Gage and I like Julio, uh, but I don't like anything else for Atlanta. Kansas City, meanwhile, you start uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that high ankle sprain for Clyde Edwards-Elaire uh, means Le'Veon Bell's a definite start. Uh, let's see here. Tariq Hill's a start. I actually like Sammy Watkins this week as well, and Travis Kelsey might have one of his better games of the season, and that is saying something with Mr. Kelsey. Now, let's go 
to the odds. Uh, we have Atlanta is plus 11 versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is another game that's, for me, right on the push line. Uh, computer projections have Atlanta 23, Kansas City 33. That would be a slight Atlanta cover, but come on, everybody. I'm not betting on Atlanta to cover a spread. Look, I know the offense is there, and I know Kansas City's not exactly blowing the doors off of teams, but, you know, I'm just not going to make that bet. So I'm going to go ahead and and push uh, into another into another bet for if I'm trying to find some value. Next game, we got the Carolina Panthers versus the Washington football team. Huge game for Washington. Will Alex Smith be back? I don't know. Dwayne Haskins played better than I thought he would have against Seattle. Uh, but honestly, everybody out there, Seattle just was not guarding the slant. They were playing soft coverage. Um, Seattle had a big lead. I think that was more of a, you know, Seattle really wasn't being aggressive with their coverages. Um, you know, they really shut Washington down in the first half. I know the game was somewhat in doubt late into the fourth quarter, but, you know, really, I don't think it was. Now, Carolina is better than you think they are defensively. I think this is going to be a much closer game than people are giving it credit for, but you got to also credit the Washington defense. They're pretty good. We'll see if we get Christian McCaffrey back this week. Actually, for Carolina's sake, I hope they don't play him. Uh, for your fantasy team's sake, though, assuming you have him, I hope they do play him. Let's see here. Carolina, I stay away from, honestly, everything except for running back there. Washington's defense is really good, everybody. Washington, on the other hand, I like Gibson if he can play. If he can't, I do like McKissick. I like McLaurin, um, and I like Logan Thomas. Those are the safe starts. I kind of stay away. I don't see a matchup there that's good for anybody else on the Washington football team. So Carolina is plus 2.5 against the spread in this one. Computer projections have Carolina at 20, Washington at 21. That would be a Carolina cover. I disagree with my computer. I think if Alex Smith plays, I think this is a safe Washington cover. If Alex Smith played, I watched that Washington and Seattle game with interest last week. I think if Alex Smith had played that game, um, the Washington football team would have beaten and handled, actually, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so if Smith plays, he's 4-1 as a starter. I do believe that uh, that Washington will get it done there. So let's move it on. We got the Chicago Bears coming off that huge victory against the Minnesota Vikings versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. For Chicago, I think, hey, everybody, Trubisky is not the sexiest quarterback, but he produces and he runs. I think he's startable this week, especially in Superflex. Um, you know, Montgomery is, is running the ball a lot more. I've been critical of him, but the, the Bears' offensive line is blocking, and he's really doing well the last few weeks. Allen Robinson's a start every week that he has Trubisky throwing him the ball. If you're looking for a matchup, Chicago Bears tight end, the problem is you got to flip a coin between Komet and uh, Jimmy Graham, but I think one of these tight ends is going to get in the end zone against Jacksonville this week. For Jacksonville, I don't start anybody except for James Robinson. Now, I do have a start grade on DJ Chark. That's a risk for me. Um, but, you know, Gardner Minshew, I think he sees the writing on the wall here. I think he's going to sling it, so you could uh, roll the dice. If you're going to roll the dice on somebody, Chark is, isn't the worst guy in the world, but I think the only safe one is James Robinson. As for the line, interestingly, the Chicago Bears are uh, seven and a half point favorites. The Chicago's on the road, minus seven and a half versus Jacksonville. Computer projections have this game at Chicago 27, Jacksonville 19. That is, again, right on the stinking push line. I don't like any of the value so far in these first four games as a better. Um, if I'm going to bet on one of the teams, honestly, I, I wait and hope this game falls under a touchdown. With a half point above a touchdown, I'll take Jacksonville, but... Again, you know, I don't like the value here. If it goes to Chicago minus six and a half, I would take Chicago. Um, otherwise, I probably just not bet it at all. Okay, next game, we got the Cincinnati Bengals coming off that big Monday night football upset victory um, versus the Houston Texans. So we got Cincinnati plus eight and a half versus Houston. 
from a fantasy football perspective, running back and Tyler Boyd, if he can play, and Tyler and uh, um, I'm sorry, T. Higgins. Those are the only Bengals I would even entertain starting this week for Houston. I think you can start uh, Johnson. I think you can start Watson. I think you can start Cooks. Um, those are my guys. Maybe even QT. Uh, then I stay away from pretty much everything else in terms of the line here. Let's see. Uh, Cincinnati is plus eight and a half versus Houston. I like the, let's see, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are projected at 18. Houston's projected at it's 26. It's right on that push line again. But I like Houston to come back. I, I, th- I don't think Houston's a bad team. I think they have, they're a good team with a bad record. The, the coaching flux, the bad coaching, I think, has, has screwed them. Once they get a new uh, infusion of talent there um, at the, in the coaching, um, you know, level, I think this team is really going to take off and be back in the playoffs, uh, or at least the playoff chase next year. So I think Houston's going to come out. I think they're going to blow the doors off uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati already got their their surprise win over Pittsburgh. Uh, next, we got the Cleveland Browns, minus 10.5, versus the now one-win New York Jets, who got that surprise victory over the L.A. Rams. The Cleveland Browns, um, I like the way they're playing football. The New York Jets, similar to Cincinnati and Houston, the New York Jets already got their surprise win. Cleveland's going to handle the Jets. Uh, I start both running backs there, Nick Chubb and um, um, Kareem Hunt. I do not like Baker Mayfield this week, but Jarvis Landry I do like. I just don't like any of the other receivers. If you're looking for a matchup at tight end, Austin Hooper could get you some some good points there. Now, for the New York Jets, I don't like a single person other than Jamison Crowder. I would not. Look, if you're in the fantasy football um, finals at this point, I'm not rolling my dice. I'm not linking my future to to anybody on the Jets other than possibly Jamison Crowder there. Uh, let's see. New Cleveland, minus 10.5 versus New York Jets. I think Cleveland's going to cover the spread. Computer projections have Cleveland at 20, uh, 31, New York Jets at 21. Again, that's right on the stinking push line. Like, everything is within a half point on the, the computer projections for me this week. Uh, but if I'm going to take one, I'm going to take Cleveland. I believe in Cleveland. I think the New York Jets already kind of showed up, um, you know, got their win over the, the, the Rams. They're not going to finish winless. Now that I think they're going to retreat, and I think Cleveland's going to keep their foot on the gas because they need to. The AFC is super competitive. Uh, let's see, Denver uh, versus the LA Chargers. We have, I'm looking through Denver, Gordon um, and uh, Tim Patrick, I think are really nice matchups this week. Those are the two starts. Oh, and Noah Fant actually has a really nice grade as well this week. Those are the only three Denver Broncos I would entertain starting. Um, I would look for for matchups elsewhere. The LA Chargers, you kind of know what to do. Obviously, you're starting Herbert. Um, Eckler, you start, although it's frustrating me how little they look uh, to him on the goal line. It actually cost me, um, you know, my my primary league's playoffs this week. He really put a dud together, really the last two weeks. And the Chargers are just spreading the ball around too much in the running back. But look, you know, the good news if you're in a keeper league is Lynn is not going to be around there much longer. Uh, Keenan Allen, you start. <clears throat> and then I stay away from everything else, including Henry. I don't love Hunter Henry this week. Uh, in terms of the spread, we got Denver plus three versus the LA Chargers. I have the computer projections, Denver 27, LA Chargers 25. This is a clean cover for Denver in terms of computer projections. Guess what? I disagree. I'm taking the Chargers in this one, and I actually like that Chargers pick quite a bit. So I'm going to disagree with my computer projections there. Uh, Take it for what it is. Usually um, when I use these, if I disagree with my computer projections, I just cross it off the list and move on. I like to to have consensus between, you know, what I think and what my computer projections think as well. It's a good non-biased way to bet on football games, in my opinion. Uh, Let's see. We got the next one. We got the Indianapolis Colts versus the uh, ailing Pittsburgh Steelers, Indianapolis. Let's see. I think the defenses are going to show up in this game. I don't think there are going to be a lot of points. I do start Jonathan Taylor. I really don't start anything else for the Colts this week because I think points are going to be at a premium. 
Uh, Pittsburgh, I'm looking. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson, based on his target share, I think you can start him, but we know what his issues are, right? It's concentration and drops. Um, and Claypool, I think you can start. I do have Pittsburgh running back, so whether it's James Conner or Snell, I think you can start that player as well. But I'm a little bit worried about this matchup. The line is Indianapolis plus 2.5 versus Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh's lost, what, three straight? Um, something like that. It's it's not looking good for Pittsburgh, and I feel like it's because I've been saying it, not only the concentration in the wide receivers and all that and the drops and, and, and that, and that's a big deal, obviously. I don't like that Pittsburgh doesn't run the ball, and they've had a couple of key injuries on defense. So they've actually gotten a little bit worse in terms of personnel. And when the weather gets colder, you need to close games out with the run. I've been saying this all year. Like, that, that stuff works. That, you know, you know, five wide empty backfield stuff works a lot better in September, October than it does in December and January. So I've been worried about Pittsburgh anyway. Um, I'm still, I still think they're a very strong team. I don't like this matchup for Pittsburgh. So Indianapolis plus two and a half. I have the computer projection score Indianapolis 26, Pittsburgh 29. That again is right on the push line um, because, you know, with those two and a half, it would be basically 28 and a half to 29. But I'm going to say this. I like Indianapolis. I'm, I would defy the computers here. I like Indianapolis the way they're playing compared to way the way the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing. Next game, we have the Miami Dolphins minus two and a half on the road versus the Las Vegas Raiders. This game was a lot bigger before the Raiders have just kind of started losing games and, you know, obviously Carr's not playing. Uh, the offense is going to switch to more of kind of read option um, with Marcus Mariota. Um, it'll be fun to watch Mariota, but I think Miami's defense is going to be ready for that. Um, you know, they play similar team. Actually, they just played a similar team in the New England Patriots. And the way those offenses are going to be run this week um, for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, very similar to the Cam Newton, Mar Marcus Mariota, similar game. Obviously, Cam Newton's a load. Marcus Mariota isn't. Uh, Marcus Mariota's a little bit faster. And I would say he's a better passer, too, honestly, Marcus Mariota. I'm not a big Cam Newton fan. But Miami, um, I believe they should win this game. In terms of fantasy football projections, Tua is a start. Uh, Salvin Ahmed would be a start unless Gaskin comes back. Um, you know, Devontae Parker has a start grade, but I think he's too risky, in my opinion. Then again, he's playing the Las Vegas Raiders, so maybe he'll get in. I do like the matchup for Gesicki, though. If you're looking for that tight end stream, I think Gesicki's a good one to grab off of waivers if he's still available. For the Raiders, um, for me, because of the Marcus Mariota factor, I think you could start him because he'll get you rushing yards, um, but that's more of a super flex thing. And Josh Jacobs, if active, I think he's a start. Oh, and obviously uh, Darren Waller. I don't have a great grade on him, but I think you got to start him anyway, and his grade is, is good enough based on his ability to, to change a game and his share of the offense, um, I think he's a guy you can start. So Waller is obviously, he should be in the lineup every week, in my opinion. But even, you know, even if his, even if I didn't think he was an every week start, his his uh, projection is good enough that I think he'd be startable anyway. So anyway, moral of the story here, start Darren Waller. Uh, let's go to the spread here. So Miami's minus two and a half versus the Raiders. Uh, we have, let's see, computer projections, Miami 32, Las Vegas 24. That's a clean cover, one of my favorite covers of the week for the Miami Dolphins. I have consensus. My computer has consensus. So uh, so there you go. One of my favorite bets. Probably my favorite bet of all the ones that we've talked about thus far. Next game, we have the New York Giants, plus 9.5 versus the Baltimore Ravens. Interesting game. Now, Baltimore streaking, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that. 
Uh, we projected that Baltimore would win out when they were, I think they were 6-5. and five. I, I thought they would go on a five-game winning streak. They've held serve so far. I believe that they will also win this game. In terms of um, fantasy football starters and all that, Sterling Shepard is the only person that I personally would uh, would think about starting. Wayne Goleman, I think he can make the argument as well. Those, to me, are dangerous against Baltimore. I think Baltimore's defense will show up. Uh, J.K. Dobbins on the Baltimore side, uh, Lamar Jackson, um, those are my starts. And uh, Andrews, and I stay away from wide receivers this week in Baltimore. But they are getting better offensively. That's what you want to see. In terms of the spread, let's move it over to the computer projections. we got the New York Giants uh, projected at 17. The Baltimore Ravens projected at 28. That is a uh, a slight grade, cover grade to the Baltimore Ravens. I wrote down initially that the Ravens would win this game by five. We'll see. The Baltimore Ravens defense does show up. Um, they did against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think that the Giants are going to be able to score much. So I'm actually going to go ahead and, and agree with my computers there. I'll take Baltimore. Baltimore is going to go into the NFL playoffs in a five-game winning streak, but if the season ended today, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs. So they do need the Miami Dolphins to lose a game or somebody else. It's kind of wild what's going on there in the uh, in the AFC, considering there are going to be seven playoff teams, and it's possible that an 11-5 and team might miss the playoffs. That's just nuts. It really is. That's, that's a lot of strength and a lot of depth of good teams in the AFC. Uh, let's see. Next game on the list, we got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, San Francisco starters, uh, Jeff Wilson uh, and Brandon Ayuk are it for me. Uh, you have a start grade at Jordan, on Jordan Reed at tight end if you want, but I would stay away from that personally if you could find something better. Um, like I would like Gesicki a little bit more um, in the Miami matchup versus Vegas than I would uh, this one against Arizona. But again, if you're looking for a stream at tight end, Jordan Reed could be that one for you. Arizona, Kyler Murray every week. I think this is more of a Kenyon Drake than a Chase Edmonds week, so I would start Drake. Uh, let's see here. DeAndre Hopkins, you start him every week, but I actually think uh, Christian Kirk has the better game, interestingly. So again, if you're looking for that stream play, you're looking for that key matchup with your last last flex spot, and Christian Kirk is available, I think he's a good one for you this week. In terms of the spread, let's move it over to the computer projections. We have Arizona minus two versus, I'm sorry, it's San Francisco plus three and a half. Am I right about that? Let me double check my notes here. Yes, San Francisco plus three and a half versus the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I have the projection at San Francisco 31, Arizona 32, which would be a San Francisco cover when you add those points in. However, I am disagreeing with that. I think the wheels officially are now coming off. I think uh, Shanahan, now that they're kind of out of the playoffs, I think he'll start ro to rotate different running backs in there, different you know people. I think it's the, hey, let's give these guys a look phase of the San Francisco season. Arizona, meanwhile, has to keep winning. Um, they're one game uh, in terms of standings ahead of the Chicago Bears. They need to keep winning. So Arizona, um, I, I believe, will handle the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm going to defy the computers there um, and take them. So let's see. Next game on the list. We have about five left here. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Detroit Lions. Tampa Bay started flat, came out strong in the second half. They're in a really good standing in terms of getting into the playoffs. Tom Brady is a start. Uh, we'll see if Ronald Jones can come back. Uh, regardless, Jones or Fournette, they'd be a start for wide receiver. I like Godwin. I like Evans. I like Brown. And yes, I like Gronk. For Detroit, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, if Galladay can get himself active and start, I think he can start him. If he doesn't, Marvin Jones. And that's really it. I guess Swift as well. But remember, this is the Tampa Bay defense. They do really well against running backs, so I don't think you can account on a lot of yardage, even in the screen game uh, for DeAndre Swift. He's really touchdown dependent. Um, if you have him, you can't do any better. 
you know, defy the matchup. But if you do have better and he's kind of one of these guys that you have in a rotation, then go ahead and, and rotate somebody else in against that Tampa Bay run defense. That would be the smarter analytical play. In terms of the spread, we got the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus seven and a half versus the Detroit Lions. Computer projections have Tampa Bay at 41, Detroit at 25. That is a clean cover, even with that extra half point over a touchdown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Next game on the list. Woof, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks. Tough division game. Now, and everybody thinks, oh gosh, the Rams lost to the Jets. They suck, blah, blah, blah. Maybe the wheels are coming off. No, nah, the Rams just really came out flat. Um, they completely underestimated the Jets, and they got, um, you know, they got taken advantage of because of that. Now, Jared Goff um, had a down game. That's not going to happen week to week. And Seattle and the Rams, you can pretty much count on this being a, a field goal game either way. I believe the Rams beat the C, uh, the Seahawks earlier in the year. Um, let's see if the Seahawks can uh, flip that script. But Jared Goff, I do go back to him. I think he would be a starter. Cam Akers is out, which means Daryl Henderson, to me, is the better back to own. Uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, I like both of them. Seattle could not guard a freaking slant. And what do the Rams do? They just kill you to death with seams and slants. Um, even... Um, you know, analytically, Van Jefferson, but gosh, I would stay away from him, honestly. Just stay away from him. And stay away from the tight ends, too. They're just not consistent enough at this stage in the season to be risking. Uh, for Seattle, you start Russell Wilson. You start Chris Carson. By the way, Hyde had that 50-yard touchdown run because uh, Carson was on rest. Uh, he was he was resting on that particular snap. That should have been Carson's touchdown, but what can you do? That's fantasy football. Uh, you start both your receivers there, Lockett and Metcalf, and I stay away from everybody else. I don't like the analytic uh, matchup. You just kind of start your stars for Seattle. I don't see anybody else kind of getting in there. In terms of the spread, I said before, look, this is a division matchup. Usually it can you can chalk this up to a three-point game. We have the LA Rams plus two and a half versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, computer projections, LA Rams 28, Seattle 33. That is a clean cover for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I probably stay away from this game, honestly. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. We got three games left. Next one, we got Philadelphia minus one versus the Dallas Cowboys. Jalen Hurts is an automatic start at this point, everybody, especially against the Cowboys. Uh, both of these teams, by the way, are still in the playoff chase thanks to the paltry a uh, NFC East. Um, so, yes, the winner of this game could have um, an avenue to the playoffs if Washington loses this week. It's wild. And I do think the Giants will lose to the Baltimore Ravens. So, um, Washington could lose to Carolina, everybody. And if that happens... You know, the winner of this game is going to be right in the thick of it. The loser's probably out. Uh, let's see. Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, yes. Uh, Miles Sanders, yes. Uh, Jalen Rager, yes. I stay away from everybody else except for Dallas uh, Goddard there. In terms of Dallas, I stay away from uh, Andy Dalton. Uh, Pollard at this point, I think, is an auto start. Yes, you start him unless Zeke is somehow active, but I think uh, Pollard is the start there. I don't like Amari Cooper this week, but I do like Gallup, and I do like CeeDee Lamb, and Schultz, I believe, will be in the end zone. So there's another tight end if you need to stream, analytically speaking. I like Schultz, and he's probably available for you from waivers. Next game on the—oh, I'm sorry. Before I do that, we go back to the spread. Philadelphia is minus one versus Dallas. Again, both of these teams are in the thick of the playoff chase. Both of these teams need to win it. Computers have Philadelphia 30, Dallas 33. I'm defying the computers. Now, here's the thing is the computers um, have a lot of Carson Wentz data in here um, helping make these picks. Jalen Hurts is a different beast. I think Jalen Hurts dominates this game, and I believe Philadelphia will cover that minus one spread even on the road. We'll see how this game gets bet. I could see uh, this being an even lines, even money bet, but I know a lot of people also like uh, what they're seeing from Jalen Hurts, so you could see this line switch over to Philadelphia even more as well. Two games left. We have the Sunday night football game, Tennessee Titans versus the Green Bay Packers, two of the top three scoring offenses in the NFL. So what does that mean? It means we're probably going to get points 
in uh, in fantasy football land. Uh, Tennessee, oddly enough, I don't love Ryan Tannehill in spite of what I just said because I think most of the points are going to go to Derrick Henry here. But that doesn't mean that you uh, you have to sit A.J. Brown or Corey Davis. I think both of them are startable players. For the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, yes. Um, Aaron Jones, yes. Even Jamal Williams could get in on the action, but I think Aaron Jones is the one you, you risk it on, obviously. Uh, let's see. Devontae Adams is a yes. Alan Lazard is a yes. And Tunyon is a yes at tight end. There's a lot to like here in the offense. And if you don't have any um, you know, better options at Tannehill, I have no problem with it. Tannehill went off. He had five freaking touchdowns last week. You can start him. I've been seeing it all year, man. Tannehill's a top 10 quarterback, and he's going to prove me right, darn it. Uh, in terms of spread, this is an interesting spread to me. Tennessee plus 3.5 versus Green Bay. My problem is Tennessee's defense and Green Bay's offense is really good. Um, Green Bay's defense is better, in my opinion, than Tennessee Titans' offense, although I don't have any stats to back that up at the moment. Uh, Tennessee computer projections at 27, Green Bay at 31. That is a slight cover for the Green Bay Packers. Don't sleep on this Tennessee Titans um, offense. It's, it's like Buffalo and Tennessee very quietly this year have turned into offensive teams instead of defensive teams. It's been fun to watch. Speaking of those Buffalo Bills, last game of the week, we got the Buffalo Bills versus the New England Patriots, a matchup that was more interesting when the season started. Obviously, the New England Patriots are out of the playoffs. Um, this was a close game. I think this was a three-point game. Cam Newton uh, fumbled towards the end of the game. It's kind of a sloppy weather game as well. Game will be in New England. We'll see what the weather is. Uh, but regardless, here we go. Uh, Buffalo, fantasy football. Josh Allen is a yes. I stay away from running backs. Stephon Diggs is a yes. I believe Gilmore's hurt, by the way, for the New England Patriots. But Gilmore's a yes, um, and Cole Beasley is a yes, and I stay away from everybody else. For New England, Cam Newton is a yes this week. I think he'll run plenty. Um, I do believe James White will uh, be in on the action. I think he'll be a good player against the Buffalo Bills, and I don't like anybody else for the New England Patriots. The Bills' defense is showing up, everybody, so that's a big deal. In terms of the line, let's see. Buffalo is minus 6.5. Computer projections have Buffalo at 27, New England at 21. Again, within a half point of that stinking push line. My goodness, I should be setting the odds for these people. Um, so uh, who would I pick? I think Buffalo's streaking. I'll go ahead and take Buffalo to put New England away and really uh, make the statement that they are the team of the future in the AFC East. And you can't really make an argument against that. I mean, Josh Allen's playing great football. The only thing that might hurt Buffalo going forward this season is lack of playoff experience. I know Buffalo has been in the playoffs, but I think Allen's still going to need a little bit of growth, but he's grown quite a bit. So uh, compliments to them. Long-term, I worry that Brian Dable is going to be stolen away. Their offensive coordinator, their very talented offensive coordinator, um, he had like around a decade of, uh, of time in New England. Um, so he has that Belichick tree stuff. Um, he spent some time, I think one year with Saban in Alabama. Then he comes over and he's really transformed this Buffalo offense. He deserves uh, a head coaching job. He'll get interviews. I do think he'll be taken away. Um, so I'd be a little bit concerned, uh, as a Buffalo fan for that, but hopefully Buffalo has, uh, somebody waiting in the wings in the offensive side that can uh, come in and call plays there. But I love the Buffalo Bills. I do believe the Bills will win this game. So there you go. There's a show, Week 16, Fantasy Football, the finals for a lot of you people out there. Uh, but we will be back in Week 17 in case uh, some of you are in the finals or two-week finals or something like that. Have a great week. Go out, make some bets, and uh, win your Fantasy Football League.